This is the Odd Father podcast with Chris Matthews and Pete Court. Hi, this guy here is Chris. He used to be a research scientist in the field of molecular biology until, he reckons, God told him he wanted him to look after a suburban church. And this is Pete, who used to be in commercial media until he became a novelist and started teaching people how to be highly creative. One thing we have in common, we've both met God. Yep, and we love people, but we really love God and we love being his children. But we both find being God's kids can be baffling. So... That's why we got together, not to find the answers, but to try and find the right questions. Now, Chris, you uh, work and spend a lot of your time in church and in the actual building of church and also uh, in in the organisation thereof, but they don't let you sing too much. No, it's very cruel. And I want to thank them for that. (laughs) You, you, would you say, do you sing good? No. Okay. Um, uh, And... Not through want of trying. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I will confess that I I did have the lead role in the lead role the lead role in the yeah. school opera. Oh, really? Um, when I was uh, however old you are, seventeen. Back when I you think, were a soprano. Um, <laughs> no, it was a bit after that. Okay, uh, okay. I, I used to love singing in primary school. Yeah. Our headmaster, who was a very stern old man, yeah, uh, was actually a great singer. Yeah. And he actually conducted the singing classes oh, himself. Okay. Yeah, and uh, I I used to love singing. Wow! Okay. I used to go home and sing the songs we learnt to my mother. Yeah, in fact, I can remember one particular song that probably nobody will ever heard of. It's a Welsh song called "The Men of Harlech." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have you to... ever been to a rugby game? Oh no, you have heard it. Okay, okay. Um, so there you go. So uh, that was one of my favourite songs. Yeah. I used to sing it around the house. Right, right. Um, and the only reason I got the lead role in the opera was that my girlfriend. Uh, had the female lead role, mm-hmm. and there was kissing involved. Right, because um, <laughs> I know as a, as a with with a background in sound engineering, every time I've been in a church for any period of time, I end up sitting at the back with a sound desk. And one of the things you have to remember is when the pastor or the minister has finished speaking and introducing, just turn their microphone off while they sing. Cause yes, they just, it's like you can speak, don't sing. Yeah. But the thing about church, and this is the thing that comes up again and again for people outside of church, is they walk in and everybody's singing. There is nowhere else, nowhere else where that happens. We used to sing in schools a lot back when I was very, very young. Um, And unless you're in a musical group, unless you're a fan of musical Mm. theatre or at a concert, nobody in the world sings that much. I would I'd be careful with the in the world. I think there are probably still some cultures that actually have singing as very much part of their cultural um, expression. Um, but I think you're right. We've what, lost... what is that then? What is that? What is this, what is the cultural expression of singing? Do you think? Um, why, why is it in church? Well, because I, I think it, it's fun. Um, it, it's a it's a great expression of. I think singing is where somebody gives you first of all a tune. Mm-hmm. I think, and you know, there's that saying, you know, music soothes a savage beast. Um, <laughs> uh, and I think, uh, and you know, again, generalising, most people love to listen to music. Mm-hmm. There's something about music mm-hmm. which is uh, excite. People have their favourite songs, um, and th- there's mood-setting songs. 
And so music can actually affect their moods. Mm. Um, there are somber songs that mm. you know, um, calm you down. Mm -hmm. there's, there's boppy songs that mm -hmm. lift your spirits and, mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. And I think, um, so the music itself is, is powerful. Yeah. And then the words, the, the lyrics can be very powerful. Yeah. Um, and listening to the lyrics is a lost art. Uh, there are some great comedy sketches about misheard <laughs> lyrics yes. which are yeah. incredibly funny yeah um but to sing the lyrics yeah i think is is powerful on another level yeah to actually it's, understand what you're singing point. and sing them out i think uh allows you to express a, a deeply felt and and understood feeling that no other expression yeah uh allows a couple of weeks ago, I was chatting with a, a friend, uh, Katie Wicker, who writes musicals. Um, and she's a very, very good singer, a really good writer, and writes a lot of musicals. But w when you think about it, you go to see a musical on stage, and it's a story, and people just start singing. It's like, what the hell are you doing? What, what are you doing? But there's something you can do in song, and I think you've just touched it there. there there's a poetry mm. in the lyric that by singing it, you, you access a whole new level of joy. And something else, and, and and it's it's also again coming back to a lot of stuff that we've come up with in the, in the Odd Father podcast. It's a connection with humility as well, yeah. Because like you said, I mean, you and I both can't sing to save our lives. That's why they put but, me in the front row. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why they put me out the back behind the desk. Yeah, but by singing, you are humbling yourself in a crowd. You, you we are all one of yes. one voice, literally. And and I think there's a sense in which church is a really important place mm. for that. I mean, it happens in um, non-church situations. Yeah. The Rocky Horror Show is a great yeah, example yeah. of that. I mean, that played down uh, in the western suburbs yep. here for decades. Yeah. And people used to go and dress up and the whole audience would sing along. Yeah. And it was a really community-based. Everybody got involved. And so mm -hmm. it wasn't just you watching the actors and the singers on stage. Mm. The whole theatre became involved. Yeah. And I think that's what we're aiming for in church. Football games. Yeah. I mean, those who know of the Port Adelaide Football Club who stole an in excess song and every game before for the, the you know before the game the whole Port Adelaide everyone sings that one song and never tear us apart is a connection okay. with the mentality and it's not a connection with the team it's not a connection with the game it's a connection with the idea of the game right it's a deeper it's an emotional. Yep connection and i think yeah maybe that's what a lot of the the church stuff that we sing in church is all about is that connection not with the words although we use you know often mm. use biblical words but most of the really powerful hymns i think or the powerful songs uh where somebody has gone what does this mean to me it means this mm. and i mean what, what would be yours well can you i mean off the top of your head i mean for me while you think about it, for me the song that i know will always leaves a lump in my throat, is I think it's the third verse of Amazing Grace. Oh, yeah. When we've been here 10,000 years, we've only just begun. You know, mm. that, that, that idea of the size and the, the impossibility of salvation just summed up so simply just hits me every time. And it's a beautiful piece of music as well, yeah. and it's fun to sing. And it's so easy. Anyone can sing it. It's got that block, colour, almost children's song simplicity to it. So it's easy to sing. Yeah. For you, is there anything that you sort of always... Um, <sighs> there's, there's one song that I, I sort of... It's on my shameful secret listening list. Um, <laughs> in the, 
Um, <laughs> I'm not sure that's what we're talking about, Chris. <laughs> um, it's an it's an old uh, C3 Oxford Falls song, um, and I, I just because you know we we have a culture in C3, I guess, where mm. um, the music we play is generally not more than two years old. Yeah, and so we, we, sorry for those for those of you from other parts of the the faith. C three is the name of a group of churches. It's yeah, not, it's not. Um, it's it's not an explosive. Carry on. No, one less. <laughs> um, and uh, so we don't have a culture of hymns that you know have always the classics. Yeah, the classics. Yeah. yeah. Um, the only uh, classic I, I can think of is. Um, uh, War, um, can't remember. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What is it good for? No, no, not, not that <laughs> one. Um, Strange church uh, no, you're going to. Forget it. I can't. I can't yeah, remember the yeah. title. So, but uh, there's there's one off one of their albums called Scars, right? And it talks about the scars that Jesus yeah. had. And that's a reasonably short song, but mm. it's one I've always found very moving because it elicits that image that I have yeah. of Jesus on the cross, and it was yeah. through his scars yeah. that. Everything, yeah, you know, came to that point, it's, and it is that that poetry and that ability to grab the emotion mm. and the relevance of something and just throw it at you, yeah. Um, and when we all stand around and sing that together, it's really it's really quite powerful, isn't it? It is, and I, I think, that, and there's been a lot of discussion about, especially in Pentecostal circles, mm. about the the actual music that is being played becoming a um, a concert or a performance yeah, yeah, yeah. for people, mm. um, which I think is a valid criticism of a lot of these things. Mm. Um, and I think we need to be very aware of the fact that the prime reason to have a band of musicians and singers is to actually encourage and include the congregation mm. in, in, what in that doing. time of joy. Um, yeah. Um, and I think if, if we, if that's what a, a worship team is aiming for, um, then you can tell when that happens. Well, let's just get to the get to the crux of this whole thing. Music in a church service is something that's always going to be there because it's a wonderful moment of joy and connection and worship and it can do a lot more and, and, and it can bring people together it is a time to share um, unless you happen to be sitting in front of me in which case I apologise um, I did read recently of a mate whose church has just stopped using the phrase worship leader they've decided that having a worship leader is not what they want to have They the, the role itself hasn't changed but the title of leader of the worship if you like has just changed. I'm wondering, how can a church use music and invite everyone in and make it something without, you're right, do we have stars up the front? How do you do mm. that? And that's a really tricky question. It is, and I think it's, it's a good idea um, because I, I think we've gone through, mm. hopefully we've come out the other side, mm. of an era where the leaders of particular worship teams mm. have become uh, almost as favor as famous as the god they're worshiping yeah um, and while some of them have been able to handle that fame very mm. well I mean Darlene Czech is probably mm. a good example of someone who's maintained her humility 
and, and softness of heart, love for God, and you would never accuse of being a prima donna. Mm -hmm. Not that I know it well enough to really <laughs> That's what I hear. judge on that. <laughs> That's what um, they say, yeah. But I think, yes, it's, it's good to recognize that as a team, you're bringing um, people into, into the throne room of heaven, if you like, mm. um, to turn a phrase. Um, but Heaven's got a throne room? <laughs> but I think there's, there's still a place for people to, to lead that. There's somebody who takes the team there. Yeah. But, uh, for instance, one thing I've noticed uh, in our worship is that it's not one single person yeah. at one single time yeah. uh, in one single service. It's everyone working together. Um, people work together. Over Some time, songs, yeah. uh, it, it's really about the song choice to some degree. Some yeah. people uh, can carry a worship or a, a, a praise song better yeah. than others. And, yeah. and so there's, there tends to be a sharing of responsibility. Yeah. Um, but I, I think the term worship leader is... Re, re, really should refer to their ability to lead the congregation, yeah. not to themselves, their but talent, to the not, place Their talent, they're... not their business card. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I just, on, on that point, I remember talking to Pete Furler, who's the lead singer of the Newsboys, back about oh, years ago when they were huge. And basically they were touring at the time, and the only concert tour that was bigger at the time was U2. So they were huge. They yep. were packing out stadiums, and it was a massive tour. And I actually had a... He's an Adelaide boy, so he grew up just down the road from... He went to school just oh. down the road from where my parents lived. And I, I said to him, you know, how do you be God's child up on stage in front of 100,000 screaming people saying, you know, shine, let them wonder mm. what you've got, show them, you know, how do you do that and not be the big, not be the focus yourself? And, and he said, yeah, you just, you just don't. God's given me a talent. God's given me a gift. I use it. And if I don't, <laughs> mm. and I, I guess that's the other side to the worship yeah. leader question, which then leads me in with the question to finish with. As somebody who can't sing very well, but loves to, um, probably too loudly at times, what do I, what am I looking for? What should I be doing? What am I thinking when I'm singing in church? H how should I think about singing in church? Ah, well, I think that that's, that is actually one of the great purposes of singing because I think that we enter church and I know the first song starts, yeah. the words come up on the screen and you start to sing. Yeah. But I, I think people are thinking, did I lock the car? <laughs> um, you know, are the what, kids, are we, what are we taking to the barbecue yeah, after yeah. church? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I think one of the great purposes of Worship and pray is it draws us out of that world into a a place where we can put all that aside and actually focus on God. Mm. And a, a, a good um, a good song, mm -hmm. uh, a good team, uh, a good atmosphere uh, uh, in church will leech all that stuff away, mm. so that <clears throat> people can focus on on singing the words so they mean something. Yeah. And I think in some ways, uh, I don't want to be disrespectful to the worship team, but often the first song is a throwaway <laughs> because people are coming in, people yeah, aren't yeah. settled. They're the still, you're still putting yeah. the bag down, yeah. But yeah. we always do a, a, 
a quite a powerful, a, a joyous yeah. song because we, it, it's actually a, a, a deliberate move to try yeah. and shake the world <clears throat> off people and bring them into a place yeah. where, where God is imminent and prime and, and in for, foremost mm. in their minds. So refocusing. And that actually takes a bit of work. So the, the, mm. the music is not actually just a thing, it's a progression. It's a yeah. journey that we take people on yeah. in church to bring them to a, a particular place. And I think it's also vitally important that it's done in a group of humans. I think, I remember there was a church I used to go to and there was a couple of families that had little girls. They would be like four, five, six years old, you know, about like your grandies. Yep. Um, and every time a, an up-tempo song came on, these five or six girls would jump out into the middle of the aisle and start dancing and running around in circles. And it was just the most beautiful thing. And if they were noisy and they were clunking and they were giggling and they were carrying on. But it was almost like the personification of what we were there for. Yeah. And that was just fantastic. And I just yeah. think that that's what the song, it's, it's us all together as it well. Is, yeah. yeah. So your singing and my singing shouldn't detract from people's um, enjoyment no. of the worship and, no. and it does take a, a change Sorry. of mindset yeah, um, yeah. because you know, often we get people who come and say well the worship wasn't that I didn't enjoy the worship <laughs> my answer is oh, that's good because we weren't worshipping you <laughs> or, or or, and whose fault's that yeah <laughs> yeah. maybe um, maybe that's the question whose fault is it when the worship doesn't quite feel right yes because <laughs> well, if you ask two different people you get two different answers yeah. so that probably answers that question <laughs> So, what do you reckon? We'd love to hear what your questions might be and what sort of answers you came up with. So you can email us, podcast at theoddfather.net or you can jump onto the web, theoddfather.net and check all the socials there and we'll talk to you then. Thanks for your time and keep asking those questions.